Welcome back to Investing Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. In this episode, we are investing in Reginald Ryder, the thriving life coach who has helped middle school, high schools, and even college students acquire the academic readiness and life skills to master their academic journey. I can tell you I wish I had someone like Reginald in my life when I was a student. So without further ado, let's listen to the conversation that we had. Reginald, do you want to just uh, tell me a bit about yourself? 30 second elevator pitch. Sure, no problem. So I'm uh, Reginald Ryder. I'm the founder of Thriving Life Coaching uh, LLC. It is a coaching business designed to help students get ready for uh, their academic uh, venture, whether that's uh, middle school, high school, or college. Uh, In the context of that coaching, I ended up writing a uh, book called Passing the Baton, uh, Guide Memoir of College Success. And uh, this kind of, the book itself kind of came from my uh, 25, 30 years experience in higher education and K through 12, working with students, getting them from point A to point B. And, uh, you know, so this has kind of culminated into lots of different things and lots of different channels that I'm able to uh, influence, you know, how students and families, parents as well, uh, you know, meander this process called college and life and getting ready for, you know, uh, the, the adult step. world, yeah. the next step. Exactly. I can tell you, I wish I had that when I was entering in college. I, I um, can tell you, I, I, you don't realize you, you don't realize you what you don't have until you don't have it. And then, you know, I, I fortunately was able to kind of find a market for this. And so it's been pretty good so far, but uh, I agree with you. Definitely. I would have done things a little differently. Oh yeah. Full on. Like I went, <laughs> I went into university with like, without any plan. Cause you know, like I was only like one of the reasons, main reasons I I'm doing this podcast is to show kid, like my generation and future generations that there's thousands of possibilities out there. Cause I grew up with what my dad was doing, which was a, he was an investment advisor. Okay. You know, uh, like wealth management and stuff like that. So that's all I knew. I only knew about that world, the banking world. So it was like, that's where I'm going. Like I never knew any actors. I never knew any actresses or film producer or anything like that. And because I didn't have the internet, I couldn't find those, right? (laughs) And now I'm like, there were so many. (laughs) I know there's like a plethora out there. I mean, you just, my dad was in the air force. So although that wasn't my, my, that was my desire to a certain extent uh, it didn't didn't happen for me in that way, in that manner. And so uh, as a first generation kid, I was like, OK, well, this is my chance to kind of you know figure out what I want to do. And so, you know, with trial and error and uh, triumph and trial, I, you know, I, I got there. So here I here I sit. Well, that's great. You, it, what's also really cool is through your journey, like you, I'm guessing you haven't always been an entrepreneur your whole no, life. No, no, I uh-uh, not at all. I, it's funny because actually part of my Part of what stopped me from doing this from the very maybe you know 10 or 15 years ago was that I didn't feel like I quote unquote had the business acumen you know I didn't have a business plan I didn't go to business school I didn't didn't take accounting I didn't you know all the didn'ts you could put in front of it yeah I could I could have very easily answered and you know put in lots of different uh, answers for it but at one point I finally just said you know what let me the worst that's going to happen is, is that it will, will fail. And if it fails, then I'll just find a way to make it work. And ultimately, you know, it, it, it's kind of taken off in its own way without me really doing anything now. So I'm, I'm happy about that. But at the same time, you know, know that, you know, like I know, there's still, you know, a lot of work to be put in, a lot of hustle kind of behind the scenes to, to make it happen. But, you know, if it works right, we make it look easy, yeah. so to speak, so to speak. Hopefully. Yeah, it, trust me, uh, as a podcaster, everybody's like, oh, I can be a podcaster. It's easy. I'm like, <laughs> no, you may, it, it, this part, talking and podcasting, that part is everything right. behind it is like, you don't understand how much work it is. Exactly. You have to make sure your levels are right. Okay, is the equipment right? Is my guest coming through properly? And thankfully, there's been a lot of guests who are used to the podcasting world. So they're, they have the proper equipment or know exactly what to do. So that's great as well. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot more work being an entrepreneur or something if you don't have a, if you're doing it on yourself, by yourself. Like right. there's no one probably put out a roadmap to, for you to teach kids how to go from, and parents pretty much how to go from college to university or uh, sorry, high school or secondary to university. So you're just like, I'm going to blaze the path. Let's go. I may not get exactly. right, but 
we're going to exactly. get somewhere. Um, exactly. Um, so that's, that, that's, it's funny you say it because I kind of knew in some respects, this could be a business, but you know, being able to kind of wrap my arms around it, I didn't really know how to do that, that part of it. And so mm-hmm. I get started and then I'd stop. I get the momentum and think, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And then it was like, you know, it got hard or it got something that I didn't necessarily prepared for. And it was like, let me pause for a moment, but that pause then becomes stopping. So I was like, when I finally got past that, I was like, okay, I'm just going to do it and we're just going to make it happen. So trust me, I follow exactly what you're saying. Yeah. It's, it's great because I'm learning. I grew up in a world of perfection. You have to be perfect. Make sure when you do this, it's perfect, perfect, perfect. And the more I'm going meeting entrepreneurs and people who are far superior, like I had a guest who um, he literally started his career as helping starving artists sell mm. their artwork. And now he's the CEO and founder of a huge startup incubator in France. And he was like, and when he was doing it, it was back in the old days where you had to type, like you literally had to code the website. There was no like oh. drag and drop. Like he was, he's the OG of digital marketers, <laughs> right? Right. So he was saying like, it got up, it was ugly when we first started. Like. Remember, like early '90s uh, web pages with the flashing lights and that. Yeah. So he's like, just put it up, and then work on it. As long as you're up, you're good to go. And I've been realizing that a lot, a lot more. Just get it up. Imperfection is perfection in the long run. Yes, it is. It is. It is. And I love one. I, I, I'm finally like embracing. Like, okay, I'm flawed, but. I can do it and I can, as long as I'm better than I was yesterday, it's, that's perfection right there, you know? Exactly, exactly. So Sounds like you read the book already. I wish I did. This is, this is, <laughs> this is me going through the hard knock school, you know, of uh, like talking with people in this. I'm going to pick up your book because hell, Thank you. if, it can, if it can stop me from learning some hard knocks, you know, my butt's a little sore from landing on it too many times. <laughs> Yeah, you look, you and me both, you know, I, I've, I've been told what makes you laugh can make you cry. So hopefully, you know, we can, we can, we can figure a few things out along the way. Yeah. So were you always a teacher? So no, so I actually, I mean, I became a teacher uh, later on in my life. I really was just working in higher education. I, um, from my undergraduate undergrad days, I was an RA, so I kind of knew a lot about the university and institution okay. that I went to school. I went to Ball State University in uh, Indiana. And I went on a, um, a, a volunteer trip for uh, a yield for admissions to see if I could, you know, get students who be interested, kind of interested in the school to see if they, you know, end up coming once they've been admitted. So myself uh, and, and several of my friends, but a lot of people went to this on these uh, trips to go visit students and that type of thing. So we, you know, we said, well, what are you going to, what are we supposed to do? Well, go meet students, go, you know, you can sit at a table, you can walk around and just kind of ask them questions, talk to parents, the whole nine, drink punch, you know, go from there. So I thought, okay, that shouldn't be too hard. And I knew a lot about the university. So I was able to kind of speak about my own experience as well as, you know, the experience itself. And, uh, you know, like what I, what I was doing and, you know, didn't really realize it was a job. Just thought I was kind of volunteering at that particular point. And a couple of people kind of tapped me on the shoulder and said, hey, you know, would you be interested in doing something like this? And I had actually, ironically enough, been asked about this line of work about eight months before. But at the time, my tunnel vision was like, no, I don't want to be a, you know, a blank. Yeah. I want to be, you know, more than that. So, yeah. you know, no, of course, absolutely not. So, you know, silly me. Trust but, me, we all, I think everybody, when they start looking back and they're like, how did I miss that? Yeah. How did I miss it? So, Phil, I ended up... Um, doing that and then going back and um, doing another doing another round of this. I did two two or three chips, I think is what I ended up doing. And so in the process of doing it, um, you know, someone really tapped me on the show and said, hey, you know, listen, I really want to talk with you about this. This is a great opportunity. I think you'd be good at it, you know, see what happens. And so put my name in the hat and lo and behold, I got it. Um, I, matter of fact, I got the job before I actually graduated. So it was actually for me kind of a, you know, a, yeah. a, a plus two, not just graduating, but then be having a job too all at the same time. So I did that for a few years um, at uh, Butler University and Ball State University. Um, got a little bit more involved in the admissions part, but I was bringing students in, but I really wasn't helping them get through the process. And so mm-hmm. there'd be students that I'd bring in that they'd say, you know, hey, I can't wait to see you when you get here. 
by the time I got ready to get started, well, they were starting school. I was getting ready to go out on the road and, you know, then talk to students in the whole nine. So I get back at Thanksgiving or Christmas and like, you know, hey, where you been? What's going on? What's happening? So they were telling me about what they were doing. And I was kind of giving them my own tips about what or how to go about it, as well as helping students through the admissions process and telling them kind of once you're here, this is what the experience is going to be like for you as a student. So kind of all those things kind of jumbled together. But what ended up happening was, is that I ended up knowing or not being able to help the students once I got them in. So I wanted a job that was really going to allow me the ability to be able to do that. And so I went then from admissions to more student services. And so student services is kind of where I've been uh, since then. I worked at a small school in uh, Pennsylvania called Allegheny College and for a few years and then went back to school and got my, got my master's at uh, James Madison University in Virginia. <clears throat> and then from there worked at uh, Cornell University and then did a little dovetail um, for about four or five, about eight or 10 years, I should say, in K through 12. I now work with an ed tech company uh, and we partner with uh, the University of Southern California School of Education. So I help students get through their doctorate program in the very same way that I do otherwise. So all these things have kind of like come together and you know, up from a big funnel to now kind of a smaller, you know, pipe. Dedicated uh, pipe. More ded dedicated pipe, exactly. And so now I coach or I coach doctorate level students who are, you know, leaders and CEOs and all those types of things in their work. Uh, you know, get through the program that I'm a part of. Uh, I also do some uh, teaching at a community college as well. And I teach students, uh, college student success. So again, kind of right in my, in my lane. So with all these kind of uh, interest and um, passions and everything else, I was like, okay, well, you know, what can I do for myself? Finally, the, the, the question came. And so I thought about, you know, doing a coach's coaching business and, Lo and behold, my wife and I were just out shopping. We ended up talking to a high school senior who was waiting on my wife at the time. Told a little, little bit about what I did. And um, someone overheard me talking to her about it and said, you know, well, I have a, a sophomore daughter in high school that needs coaching. You know, are you, are you open? Are you available? So we talk about that, you know, being ready and, yeah. or, and being ready and, and, or not being ready. And I was like, yeah, you know, I'm ready. Okay, let's, let's go. So about a few weeks later after that, we... Uh, I, I started, you know, the business itself. She was one of my, you know, kind of first test pilots, so to speak. And uh, she she was successful. She, you know, did a lot better. She was more more engaged, more involved, and was really able to advocate for herself. So I was like, okay, this, clearly this works. I know that now. So, you know, it worked for me, but it works for somebody else now. Yeah. Um, and so uh, one of my friends had asked me, you know, what are you going to do after, you know, the summer? Because the summer, you know, nothing going on with mm -hmm. classes or school or anything. And I said, well, not really sure. I said, I'll probably do some things, kind of build some curriculum into the process, whatever. So why don't you write a book? And I, and I kind of had the, again, had the idea to write a book, you know, several years ago, but I thought, eh, I've never written anything before. Yeah, I'm a pretty decent writer. I think I can articulate my ideas, but yeah. Writing like, some, someone else yeah, does write. I don't. I somebody don't do that. Else. Yeah. Right. I don't do windows. You know, you know. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, lo and behold, I kind of thought about it a little bit. And so it kind of sparked a little bit. And then I talked to one more of my friends who had, who had actually written a book and who was looking to do some other things. Mentioned the very same conversation. She was like, you know, what took you so long? So I was like, at that point, I was like, okay, let's just go with this. So on a plane ride back from a convention that I went to, um, I wrote an outline for a book, June, um, yeah, June 2019, and started writing. And I went on vacation probably like two or three weeks later and kind of did a deep dive and was kind of got started. One of my colleagues at work, um, who's actually written a book recently, um, but said that, you know, she would read it for me to kind of give me a sense of whether or not she felt like I was hitting the points or not, or, you know, a little editing in that. Yeah, a proofreading, see if there's any, tr some fact to trim off, like, you know, exactly. this is great, but maybe reword it this way. And then before you give it to the editor, editor, you know? Right. Yeah. So she looked at it and she was, and she had, was a former student athlete in college. And so she read the book kind of in that lens and she was like, wow, <laughs> where you been on my life? I wish <laughs> I had this when I was, you know, when I was, yeah. uh, when I was in school doing this and, and trying to make it work. And so we, you know, I continued to write and she continued to look and I had some, uh, some other writing coaches and friends and colleagues and family and my wife, you know, look at it. 
uh, as well. And by the time I got to December, probably I'd written probably three quarters of it. I think I finished the last bit of it by February. So it was really quick books, just it was in passion writing, just kind of going at it. So COVID hits and I thought it's like a big pause at that <laughs> point, you know, 2020, March, 2020 around then anyway, by then I'd had it edited, but I hadn't done the business part of it. So I yeah. went through and did the business part of it from there till about probably April or May or so. Um, finally got my book cover back and everything else. And, you know, I put it on Amazon that I was getting ready to, you know, to do it. And I was put it on my website as well. But when I did it with Amazon, they said, you know, so, you know, what do I need to do now to you know, kind of make this happen? So all you got to do now is just press this button and it goes live. And it was such a surreal experience because it seemed like for all the steps and all the processes that happened, it, um, it didn't seem right. It didn't seem real. It didn't seem like it was, you know, really I, me I just doing have to this, you know? Press a button, right? That's, just that's press it. A button. Something's wrong. And it took me a, a whole year to get up to this point. And all I have to do is press a button now. No. Exactly. So yeah. like, you know, almost to almost to a calendar year from when I started writing, I think the end of July was when I, end of June was when I uh, finished and pressed start and you know the book got out there. So I advertised it on Instagram and a few other places and, you know, people were buying it and I thought, okay, this is a good start. I didn't really think much about it from there. It's like, well, I'll just, you know, do what I can to kind of hawk it and put it out there for people to, to get. So I looked at my page cause I was following the, you know, the, the, the hopefully the, the, the altitude. Yes, yes. Of what I was looking. And so at the, to the right side of the book on Amazon, the first couple of weeks within the first couple of weeks, I kept seeing this like yellow ribbon to the side of it. And I thought, Oh, what's that? <laughs> I didn't know what it was. I thought, you know, it was like new, you know, brand new release, yeah. something like that. Well, I wonder what it was. It said number one. And I said, number one. And I was like, what do you mean number one? So I looked in it for the release for the book for the, um, on Amazon within the first two weeks of being released, it was a bestseller for um, adult and continuing education and for study skills. So I wow. knew at that point I had hit, you know, <laughs> <Peter>. <laughs> I did it at that point. So I was, you know, so I really kind of, you know, used that momentum and ended up, uh, what ended up spawning them was not just the book, but then it was kind of consulting. And so I've been doing some consulting outside of that and in conjunction with coaching as well. So it's all kind of, you know, fits within the, a nice honeycomb now, but yeah. you know, if you told me this before, how all these things, you know, would have uh, come together in the way that they did, I'd have thought, maybe, you know, maybe the guy next door, maybe yeah. the guy, my friend of a friend of a friend, but not me. And so, you know, I'm kind of living in that right now. So this, you know, time and opportunity with you and other podcasters that I've come to come across in the past few, probably past 60 days or so has been good because it's given me a chance to talk about the book, talk about, you know, kind of entrepreneurial um, ship in one respect or another, but really, you know, uh, a chance to offer another way of being able to offer, you know, I think a point of influence in uh, people's lives. No, it's what's really been amazing this, this season, I think I've had more authors on the podcast. And for me, an author used to be like, you know, either Stephen King, Yes. you know, that's an (laughs) author. And then I look over here and I'm like, okay, yeah, but you have the biographers. Those are authors, but are they really authors? You know? And then it's like, I'm talking like with yourself, you wrote a book. I, we just had for the second season, a guy who's the book boss, who's helping medical professionals get their story out there. And so he's helping his goal is to help, I think a thousand at this year. And he's already at 50. Oh, wow. It's it's amazing, like seeing that and how he created a a business around helping business owners publish their books. And then I had the, uh, the, sorry, the doctor of customer service on who helps business owners take their, like, just put a 5% increase in the customer service, gives them like nearly a 95% increase in revenue. And he's Mm -hmm. written a book about it. And like, I'm like, okay, so I guess I'm writing a book now (laughs) since I'm talking to so many people and I have all these great people that I'm like, hey, like you you writing the book, it took you a year, but you you finally went, you kicked down the door after the start and stops and you you went through it. And because you got that thing, you got those two people who said, you should write a book. Now I'm like, 
I'm going to write a book because I've had. So Everybody's many- got a good. Everybody has Phil. Everybody has a story in them. That's what I've come to learn. Yeah. Bottom line. And it's just getting that start going down. And I've been, so I've been journaling because I want to write a book. So I've been journaling every day just to get in the habit of, you know, 10 minutes writing a day. doesn't have to be important. As long as no. I'm getting in that, you're building that tool, you're building the muscle, you're sharpening it. So yep. that's something I learned as well. Like you, you if you want to be good, you have to keep going at it. You have to fight it every single day. Exactly. But um, it's, it's, it's interesting that you like you're you, you first went like okay I'll help this talking to this one high school student led to you led to your first actual client which then led to you writing a book then led to you consulting because you your book became number one which I'm not surprised because just just when we started you're telling me this is the book you need to help you go transition from high school to you know university I'm like every child needs that yes because there is no blueprint like there is no no, there really isn't i mean and here here's the thing is that i think this is i think another reason why coaching is so important advisors and and clearly nothing wrong with advisors and in the role that they serve but nine times out of ten they're just telling you their curriculum that you need to follow in order to fulfill you know whatever need a major minor (laughs) specialization you know, or otherwise, but, you know, the point is, is that who's coaching you through the day to day. And that was my thing. I said, you know, I, I felt like I was needed to be a social butterfly and know all 18,000 students at my institution and not be, you know, centered on what was going on, you know, in my classes. Now I was smart enough to to at least go to class. So I was, I was, I wasn't that guy. I didn't go to class too, but you know, when it came time for when class was over, it was time to play ball. It was time to do this. It was time to do, you know, everything else, but and then by the time maybe seven or eight o'clock rolled around, okay, I think I'll get started on my homework. I'll do something for a couple of hours. Oh, there's a something happening. Oh, let me go check and see. And, you know, I'm only going to go for 30 minutes. And I'm going to come back. Well, we know how that happens. We <laughs> it's know never happens just that, one right? beer. <laughs> it's never one beer. Never one beer, never one dance, never one, you know, uh, you know. Little study break. It's, you know, now I'm up till one or two in the morning. I was smart enough to, again, to get up to go to class. So at least I had an idea of what was going on. Mm -hmm. But if you ask me anything about the book or about what the concept was or the definitions that I needed to know, you know, I, I kind of did homework, but I didn't, I clearly didn't study. Yeah. The book that I wrote basically, I think gives you kind of a, a, a footprint and a thumbprint about how to go about that, that whole process. Um, Because there is a real distinction between doing homework and studying. One's kind Mm -hmm. of a cumulative, one's a cumulative uh, process of all the homework that you've done. So you can then put it from short-term memory to long-term memory and retrieve it when you need it. And the other just basically says that you did it so that you're ready to potentially talk about it the next day or whatever day that, you know, class happens to be. So, you know, be ready. And most students aren't, you know, that, no. that's the bottom line. So this book is really written for <clears throat> the student who doesn't, who, who procrastinates, who didn't get it right, who is trying to find their way. And, you know, maybe this is a sink or swim, you know, semester or year for them. Or, I'm not going to lie. I'm feeling very targeted right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You, you shouldn't. You, you obviously got on the other side of this, so this is this is good. You can wear the T-shirt now and know that you're clearly that. But yeah. the other, but the other part of this is that you know if you're really doing well, and you don't just want to you know survive, you want to thrive. I mean that's part of the reason why I, I named it the business way I did, thriving life coaching, because I didn't want to see it from a uh, people to see this from a survival mode. Like you mm-hmm. know I, I'll cut off an arm and I'll 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 make it, yeah. but I'll leave something behind. I want everything to be intact, and that's the whole point um, with it. So. The coaching that I do really uh, with students really does give them, I think, about four or five things to really think about and consider. The first of which is really being an advocate for yourself. Uh, nine times out of ten, you know, you don't you don't learn that in high school because Mr. Jones, Mr. Ryder, Mr. Better is there to you know pat you on the side and take you from you know from classroom A to teacher B to go get things More. taken care of. Yeah. You know, and in college, you know, it's like, hey, you know, you're, you're on your own doing your own thing. So you really have to see yourself as not just a, you know, not just a student, because I know I did that too. 
but really see yourself from, you know, as a client. I mean, that's what I tell students all the time. You know, you're a client of me in my class as your professor. My job is to get you from point A to point B. And if you don't tell me what's right or wrong, then I, I can't fix it and you can't. And that's right. going to be a ripple effect as to what happens, you know, from that point on. So, you know, being able to advocate for yourself and seeing yourself as a client and as a loyal customer called an alumni, right? Yeah. You know, there's something to be said for that. I think the the next set of things that I would really kind of offer would be, you know, you need to be, you know, you need to, in that advocacy, you need to also be confident and know that what you're, you're letting them know what you do or don't have and no different than you would if you went to a burger joint and they said, hey, you put pickles on my, I did not, I didn't ask for pickles. Yeah. You know, you just don't take it at kind of face value. You get what you really want to get out of it, you know, have it, you know, have it your way. Yeah. Um, now you've got some things that you got to do on your end, but, you know, but you can basically still get it, you know, that mm -hmm. as part of it. Um, you know, students need to be competent. You know, you're all this homework and study and books and you know, classes and midterms and finals and, you know, all those kinds of things, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you, you're supposed to be leaving knowing something more than you, than you came in with. And then I think beyond that, you know, there's, I think much like for yourself, you know, there's a level of curiosity that goes along with this as well. And being able to say, you know, you know, my, my dad was a, was a banker or an investment banker, but that's not what I really want to do. What's my, why, what, what makes, what gives me my, why, what gives me my passion, what gives me my interest in whatever it is that I'm interested in and how do I then, you know, turn that into something that I can, that I can do. Yeah. Um, beyond that, there's two more. One is time. And we know how important that is. You know, I, I'm learning a new role right now at my day job. Uh huh. And <clears throat> having spoken with at least, I think I'm on to nearly 42 entrepreneurs and watching many entrepreneurs, I know how valuable time is. And being in the group training session, it's like, okay, I know this, can we move on? But the other people don't. So it's kind of like, I feel my time wasted, but at the right. same time, it's, I can't do anything. This is the process. I have to accept the process when I can get out of the pro out of this day job and fully on my own, right. then my time is back to me. I exactly. realize time is, it, money, money comes and goes. Time is the only resource that is shortening every day of your life. So exactly. You don't get it back, bottom line. Mm -hmm. uh, and that is so true. So actually today, ironically enough, today was the, I think, second or third day of a hybrid class that I'm teaching at the community college. And today we talked about time and how important it is or how it isn't. And to hear students talk about, I'm just going to go with the flow or I procrastinate and it's okay. I'm like, you know, I just put my head in my hand. I'm just like, okay, let me tell you, let me tell you the real deal now. And so we kind of went through it and they're going to hopefully, hopefully get it. But if not, so be it. Um, they'll get it now or it's, it's gonna, they're going to get it later on when they're like, I really wish I listened to Mr. Ryder back yeah, then. Exactly. And then the final thing is just basically, you know, your self-care, you know, there's nothing to be much like your time you don't get back, you know, burning the candle at, at six ends when there's only two is, you know, virtually impossible. And so you got really got to, you know, take the time to, um, to take care of yourself. I, um, this past year, for the, as a matter of fact, for the first time I took two weeks off, usually I take a week off or I take a couple of days that's kind of built into the vacation itself. But I took two weeks off. And I, you know, did, you know, what I wanted to do or what I didn't want to do. I didn't have to do it. I was just, you know, was, I was on my time. And the bottom line was, is that, you know, that being bitten by that bug, you know, it's now in me and it's something that I'm going to continue to do. But if you don't take care of yourself, you really can't begin to even think about any, uh, you know, anything like school or otherwise, because, you know, you take care of the basic needs, the higher needs get met. But if you don't take care of the higher, the basic needs, the higher needs are, you know, you're never going to see them. So, I try and kind of coach students in that, in that model to kind of think about that and try and hit those things either through questions I ask or um, moments when there's, uh, when there's a moment or an opportunity to be able to kind of interject that into the picture. They get it, they run with it, and they, you know, and they make it happen. So um, it, it's, it's, that too has been a pretty gratifying part of this uh, puzzle as well is that not just the book, and not just kind of what I've learned in my time, but really being able to kind of infuse it into people and it influence 
them and being able to, you know, do what they want to do, get what they want to get and, um, you know, make a life for themselves in a way that um, maybe they didn't expect and uh, anticipate, but clearly, you know, they were capable of it. Um, so <clears throat> when you talked about the self-care, the health and like burning the candle at like multiple ends, last year, we're, like the end of 2019, uh, I hit, I ended up starting my burnout and I had to take two months off and my, my doctor was like, here, let's try some medicine. Let's see if the medicine will help. I'm like, sure, you're the professional. I trust you. Two months of the medicine didn't really help. No. And then I was like, I need, like, I'm going to burn out. I don't want to burn out. So got two months off and I made myself the promise. Two months off, you're back at work. You'll be at 50%. You'll be able to do it and you'll just take your time slow. Luckily, I got a therapist right off the bat. Like the, the first week I was off work, therapist and did therapy I'm still in therapy I love it it's helpful yeah and that those two months off really just like and now I'm like I can't live with like three weeks off from work <laughs> no I need those two months <laughs> like I need that was amazing you know like not worrying about anything just relax, right. waking up when you want going to bed when you want doing what you want so yes. my goal is to be able to have two months off maybe not consecutive but sure. just whenever I want, you know, like, oh, <clears throat> bye, <laughs> you know? No, exactly. And it's funny. I, I'm, I'm kind of giving myself a pacing myself this year to try and give myself at least 20, 20 to 25 days off, you know, mm. play golf, you know, get a massage, not do anything, you know, lay in bed, not do anything, work in my business if I want to, sell a book if I want to, go to a book fair, Go visit family. Go visit friends. Just do what you want, and do not what I want to do. Not anybody exactly. else. No, no responsibilities to anybody but yourself for right. your self care. But when, knowing that I've done so with the con in the context that I've done what I needed to do, because that was mm -hmm. part of my incentive as well. Is that when I was in school, if I wanted to do go to a basketball game or a football game, as I could, and I knew I had homework I had to do, I did the homework before. Or at least I started it, so I didn't feel that you know that that that, that, that feeling monkey monkey on your back or that those voices in your head then stay, have more fun. Like, yeah. No, no, you gotta go, you gotta go. And just hearing it back and forth, back and forth. Yeah, and I, trying I to choose. <laughs> yeah, the little man inside is always, you know, yeah. uh, is always there. So just make sure you're hearing the right voice and uh, doing the right thing in the, in, in, the, in the process. But long and short, you know, I, these are the kinds of lessons I try and impart to, um, you know, students that I work with and uh, you know organizations uh, as well um, that are interested in um, you know someone else being the hard guy and saying to them the, the tough thing, uh, the tough love clearly, part, right, the tough love part that they've been saying forever that they've not heard but now they hear because it's from a different person. So you know, I understand my I understand my role. I understand my lane. There you go. You've you've taken your passion of teaching and knowledge sharing and. Because it started when you were going to the other schools. Like it really started. You going to other schools promoting your school. To, hey yep. kids, like this is an awesome school. Like here's all my stuff. Then you're yep. like, well, I want to nurture these kids more. So it's still that education role, <laughs> and you you shifted, and then you shifted to actual teaching, yep. and then you shifted now to a alternative teaching in essence, but it's still teaching because you're helping these kids get on to the next level, you're helping yep. these, these business owners take it to the next level, which is amazing how you're giving back your knowledge and it's coming back tenfold to you. So it really shows that like one cent here can really give you that $10 investment. So I really, exactly. it's amazing. And, I, and there's a lot of that too, that, you know, where I've done it, you know, for free, there's a, um, uh, a presentation I'm going to make, I think actually next week to uh, a group uh, of women who are in a um, uh, who are in a recovery facility from uh, from abuse, physical and mental abuse. Amazing. Um, but looking at it from the standpoint of education, and so not just education from the standpoint of you know formal you know going to college, which mm -hmm. is clearly a possibility, but from the continuum of you know even you know learning something on YouTube, you know, and how to do whatever it is that you're interested in doing. So. <clears throat> I think we're all, we all have the ability to be lifelong learners, mm -hmm. um, whether that means something formal, you know, in a classroom or outside of that. But, you know, if, if you're living right and doing right, I think you should learn something new, you know, every day and either something new or somebody new 
every day and be able to take something from that experience. And so, you know, those are the types of things that I do. You know, I've given away a lot of books. Like I'll talk to a parent who, and I'll see a kid there, it's a kid at a, you know, a, a book fair or, or an event that I'm at and, you know, talking to the parent and you can see and hear the concern, the passion, the um, wherewithal to kind of help their kid get to the next space. And I'll, you know, pull the kid aside and say, hey, you see your mom and dad here, you know, really, you know, working with you with this. I said, listen, you know, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to gift you this book. Mm-hmm. You know, I could easily charge you for it, but I'm going to give you this book. I'm going to sign it. I'm going to put my phone number in. I want you to give me a call when you finish reading it. Tell me what you think. Tell me what you've learned from it. Tell me what you've gained from it. And so, you know, those kinds of things when they, when they're, if they happen, um, you know, sometimes all you need is a seed to this kind of exactly. plant and, you know, fruition, uh, it, it let it germinate in all the ways that it needs to grow and build and, you know, bear fruit. And hopefully if I'm good fruit and they're not too far from the tree or they're good fruit and I'm, they're not too far from the tree, we, we should be on to something. Yeah. Like that book, you know, 24 bucks, they could have bought it, but you giving it to them, you're investing that $24 of that book in that child, in that person yes. so that they can end up growing and being even better. They may not be your client, but they'll be like, Hey, I got this from Reginald. He's an amazing guy here. You should read it. And then he read that person reads it and then actually goes to you. And now that $24 investment has turned into a lifelong, you know, investment because this person is your, uh, a, a proponent of you, a promoting you to other people that you don't even met. That ripple effect is huge. Exactly. Exactly. And I only charge $12 for my book. There you go. Even better. It's a, <laughs> it's a better investment. $12 tw- investment. It's $12 investment for a $25,000 cost. Yeah. Per year yeah. sometimes. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, you spend $12 for a hundred thousand and you have something to show for it on the other end. I, I think that's a pretty good, um, that's an amazing return on that's investment. That's a major return on investment, exactly. Yeah. And it's matter of fact, it's funny. I talk about that within the context of the book as well. Is that you're making this big investment in this, you know, venture that you're about to go into. And we, we you know, like I know when you get ready to go to, to school, that it's a, you know, anywhere from a maybe eight to twelve month time frame to do the, um, you know, research on your school. Yeah. You know to apply to go through financial aid to get scholarships to get accepted to get you know to deposit in the whole nine that's that's almost the easy part we talked about you know kind of the behind yeah. the scenes with you know just getting with, in with your podcast yeah. getting in is the, the the easy part yeah what do you do to sustain yourself to get there and i think this book you know in my mind uh, clearly answers that question for a lot of students anyway or can oh. or could I believe it is like just talking with you. And I was going to ask you, what are your top three tips? What you gave us your like four amazing tips that people should listen to and take to course when they're moving on, uh, going either starting when they're starting something new. Yeah. And just for themselves. And so like, that was just an amazing value. And if that, if that value was, is in your book, just a portion of your book, then the $12 is vastly underpriced because that is a lifelong, those are lifelong lessons that you're teaching people. Exactly. And so you're cutting their learning curve because in half, even in thirds, because now they're learning it now and they don't have to go through that hard time. And that's what I, that's what I tell students now. It's like, if you're doing this with me now, and even if you don't necessarily, I'd love for you to stay with me through high school. If that's, you know, when you, when we, you know, your point of entry or at college, you know, the, the same, but if you're doing these things and this is kind of your dress rehearsal, and you're able to do it in high school as a high school senior, as a high school junior, as a high school sophomore, as a high school freshman. Yeah. How easy? How easy is it going to be by the time you get to you know, um, you know, your your freshman year in in, in college when you see your roommate or your uh, suite mate or people down the hall or people that you you know are in your same major that are struggling and running from here there and everywhere and you're just walking. You know, I almost tell students, you know, if you, if you do this right and you listen to all the things I tell you. It's almost like you are, um, you know, a, a, a duck on a pond, you know, cl- clearly you're swimming, you know, and doing everything you need to do without everybody seeing anything, but all you're leaving is a small wake. Yeah. And you look like, yeah, if you look underneath the ducks are like this crazy, but on exactly. top, it's just like the chillest dude in the world. Just exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. How you doing? How you doing? Yeah. You could, you follow my plan now. 
it, when you're in Egypt in university and that, or even in your business world, you'll have the template to fix everything so that you're getting everything quicker. And the other part of this too, is that, you know, if you do this, in, if you're doing this in high school, you do it in college, then, you know, again, think about the transition. I know for myself that I went through from going from college to a career, <sighs> you know, my, you know, my first job or two and think of all the dumb things you said and did and should have done or didn't do that, you know, again, book doesn't necessarily directly address career, but it, I do talk about and divulge a little bit about what my career kind of looked like in the uh, way of the process of getting to where I am right now. But if you don't make those same mistakes, you know, you don't show up late for a meeting, you know, that you're supposed to be at, that you're supposed to be running or, or that you're supposed to be in, that, you know, your boss is looking at you, you know, scornfully when you, when you walk in five minutes late with your you know with your you know saunter as you get to take your drink yeah we made a cup of coffee we, we don't know what you're talking about no no right. no one here has no. ever done that before <laughs> you hey you're gonna have to edit this and put the pixels up so nobody will see who we yeah, are yeah no, no one sees us <laughs> <laughs> disguise the voice and everything right yeah but you know it's, it's those kinds of things if you can do, again if you can do these things now and we plant that seed then you're not going to do anything but be as consistent as you possibly can because you know, if nothing else, that's what you're capable of. Yeah. And that's how you want to project yourself, bottom line. Yeah, you're, you, with this book, you're investing in your future. You're investing in yourself to be a better you, become the next better version of you. This is just another layer. It's another layer of armor to protect you from hardships out there because you can battle through it because you already have the proven thing because you've done it. And you've obviously had success in your clients because people keep coming to you and your book is a number one bestseller. So it has to be a reason why it's a number one bestseller on Amazon. So like people can trust like, okay, this can be really useful for me because he has people reviewed it. You have your testimonial. So now it, it's not like those old school snake salesmen that right. some people had to trust before because it's like, oh, I guess we have to trust this person. You, What I love now is like it's decentralized. The internet's decentralized everything and made yeah. everyone a level playing field. And you have the proof. You're like, look, I did it. I've done it for countless people, you know? So yep. it's amazing the value that people are now able to share. And you're sharing something that I know my generation and the generations coming up will need in space because it wasn't here for us. Like the, no. our, our blueprint wasn't here and it's so unnerving. Right. And, and the, and, and clearly I think in some respects, the, the, the world, so to speak, when I was in school um, as an undergrad and even as a graduate school, there was a, there was a level, <clears throat> there was a level of competition, but it was a relative level of competition you know mm -hmm. it was your school it was your people in your major it was people in your you know, maybe in your state maybe in your region maybe for the type of you know vocation that you were looking to get into you've already said it we're global now so yeah. you're not just keep competing against you know uh you know joe blow from california it's now you know whomever from you know india hundred you know 178 different countries out in, yeah. you know in the world you know they they are out there and you now are competing you know with or not even you're competing against them and so what do you do to again to distinguish yourself and to give someone the the, the level of discernment about who you are as an individual you know surely you can do that through an interview and all those types of things those things come through but the first thing is that paper first thing is that paper and you know, they're, they're, they're looking to, they're looking to see, you know, um, not as much where you went, but what you did while you were there. And, that, and I, that's the other thing too. I think a lot of students are, get caught on the fact that, you know, I'm going to go to a big 10 school, nothing to get big 10 to big 10 schools. Uh, you know, I'm going to go to a Ivy league school and there's nothing at Ivy league schools. I, I worked at one and I know, but the bottom line is that w when you're out there competing in all those realms, you know, I'm a first generation black male um, with two advanced degrees from state schools. I mean, I by, by, by definition, I sh surely shouldn't be where I am or have done the things that I've, that I've done, but I put myself in the position to be in those places to do the things that I'm doing. And, mm -hmm. and in doing so, you know, offered uh, a level of credibility um, 
and proof, you know, kind of in the pudding that says that, you know, not, not only do I belong, but, you know, you should really be listening to me right now. Yeah. It's... So, you know, for, for what it's worth, I think you have to begin to kind of see, you have to begin to kind of see that, that, that lens and that prism being, um, you know, illuminated in one respect or another. Um, and just, you know, ultimately do what you can to, to, to make it happen from there. So, you know, I tell students all the time, be, be humble, be, uh, be hungry and hustle. And as long as you do those three things, nine times out of 10, you're going to get what you need to get. So true. I love that. And uh, Reginald, we're coming up to the end. Unfortunately, sure. 45 minutes flew by. I, uh, one thing I love about this podcast, time just disappears and I get so much knowledge, but also time disappears. So I have to leave you. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the five minutes for you to promote everything, where we can find you and all that live. So go ahead. The mic is yours. Okay. Thanks a lot, Bill. I appreciate the opportunity to, uh, first and foremost. Um, I'm glad you, glad you, 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 you found me and we found each other and uh, you know, who, who knows? Well, maybe this will be the first amongst many. So again, I'm, I'm Reginald Ryder. I'm uh, founder and CEO of uh, Thriving Life Coaching. Uh, it is a uh, coaching business designed to help students get prepared academically for their academic pursuits and even life beyond that. I've written a book called Passing the Baton, and I'll show you at least what it looks like. It is available on Amazon, but if you want to get it from me, my website is uh, reginaldrider.com. Uh, and I'm more than happy to sign it for you uh, from the website that is not from Amazon, but from, from the website. Uh, but if you're interested in coaching for your, uh, for your child or for yourself as a college student, high school student, middle school student, transitioning back as an adult learner, uh, all the above, uh, feel free to reach out to me. I typically offer a 15 minute uh, consultation, free consultation, just to kind of give you a sense of who I am and what I'm about. You obviously have heard this from the podcast, but uh, maybe a little more uh, in-depth and a little more personal. Uh, and also to kind of see what your needs are. And then hopefully if they match and we meet somewhere in the middle, uh, you'll be uh, interested in uh, pursuing me as a, as a coach, uh, academic readiness and life coach for yourself. Uh, let's see, I'm in the process of working on a few projects right now, which one of which includes, uh, I think, a, a workbook, uh, which so you'll be able to kind of get your own You'll hear my narrative kind of one-dimensional, but hopefully I'll give you something that you can then use uh, in the second and third dimension for yourself and as a plan uh, moving forward. Uh, my background, I didn't really talk about that, but my background has been in higher education. I've worked at uh, private schools, public schools, uh, large institutions, Ivy League institutions, uh, but all that to say that it's given me a lot of experience uh, in being able to work with students and kind of meet them where they are and hopefully get them to uh, that next level that I believe they're capable of. That's why I coach them. But that hopefully you see for yourself is, um, you know, what you're capable of as well. So we try and I try and maximize my full potential and what I know and what I can offer so that you can match your full potential in being what you want to be. That's awesome. So great. Give me a second here. Switch screens. Reginald, I want to thank you so much. I'm very thank happy you. that we were able to connect and have this amazing episode because it taught me a lot. And actually, the self-care bit really hit home because like this week has been really tough with the new job that, I, as I explained before, yep. and the podcast going on. So it, it re reinforced the idea that it's okay just to take a day Yes. And not do anything. So I want to thank you very much for reinforcing that. That's what I took away from this. Well, fair it's, enough. I'm uh, for what it's worth. I'm a six day on, one day off. So I I suggest you 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 take that in. I think I will. I think I'll start doing that starting now. Six days on, one day off, so I can start healing. You know, even better than before. Um, exactly. So links for everything for Reginald will be in the show notes down below to his book, specifically on his website, because we want to really support him and get it to him. So it's going to be there. The Amazon will be there because I may have an Amazon affiliate link to it. Who knows? <laughs> but mainly we want to go buy his book at his website so that we can invest in him and support his goals to be even a bigger, better. 
he'll sign it. That's that's money right there because you know he's going <laughs> up. And hey, he could be the next uh, Stephen King. Who knows? Who yeah. knows what's coming? So remember to go to his website, buy it. And it, the biggest thing really is invest in yourself. Key point of pretty much this whole season has really been investing yourself and uh, invest in your future. If you're a, a high school kid, at least get the book and then see if, it, see if you wanna hook up with Reginald and get the life coaching and the educational coaching to make sure you succeed. Oh, one last thing I didn't say oh, uh, is um, uh, the website itself is uh, reginaldrider.com. I may have said it, but I'll, I'll say it again. R-E-G-I-N-A-L-D-R-Y-D-E-R.com. There we go. Reginald, thank you again. Thank you, Phil. Have a great night, everyone. I will. Have a good one. I want to thank Reginald for being a guest on the show and his knowledge and his journey were so much fun to learn about. I can promise you I've already bought his book because it has tools that I'm lacking. Also, it is for a few of the students in my life that I know. So I would really suggest getting his book for those students in your life and for them to be ready to take on the world. Speaking of books, I actually have my book on podcasting, which is in its final stages to be launched, and I cannot wait to share it with you. It is by far the best book on podcasting because I have used the exact same methods that I teach in the book to launch Lloyd Ross's successful podcast, Money Grows on Trees, which now stands at number 16 all time on the Australian how-to charts for apple as well as the ones that i do for my other clients that are currently i can't speak about because of contract but they'll be out there soon and you'll see it but please if you're interested in launching your podcast the right way send me an email at book at feelbetterinc.com again that is book at feelbetterinc.com and i'll make sure to reserve a copy of it and send it to you when it's live remember to invest in yourself.